Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Oilers Now, the day after. For the second time this season, the Vancouver Canucks route the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Arena. We're going to get to it. Let's go. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by Roll of Spas. Former NHL player, general manager, and agent Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Dessert at 535 at 605. 630 Cheds, inside the game analyst Rob Brown. 635 today, Condors head coach Colin Chalk with our farm report. And in the first half hour, we'll recap the Oilers' 6-2 loss last night in Vancouver as we'll head into the Oilers' now audio vault. I'm here in Vancouver. Uh, CBA-mandated off day for the Oilers. They'll practice tomorrow at UBC Fly in the afternoon into San Jose. Brendan Escott will be your host tomorrow. He is back at the 630 Chad Studios. We're going to tell you, our technical producer uh, today is Kellen Kennedy oh, as well. Bob, Bob, Bob. It's me are today. You the are you doing <laughs> double duty today? I'm, yeah, I'm back doing this. I'm trying to figure out how all these buttons work, see if, uh, well, it's, it, I'm doing my best. Okay, that's that's what we need to keep in mind if anything goes okay, wrong. Okay, well, 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 wait a sec here. Maybe maybe you're the slump buster the Oilers need, Brennan. we got to have you back. I'll tell you what, if, if, if you're the ace that's our, our technical producer and our producer, then away we go. Uh, we'll get right to the top story. For legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Today at, uh, I guess it would have been noon Edmonton time, 11 Pacific, the Edmonton Oilers placed Jack Campbell on waivers for the purpose of assignment. Brendan, I know I got a text for you immediately. I told you we have something to talk about this morning when we uh, uh, booked the show. Uh Obviously, this is a development that nobody was hoping to see at the start of the season. Give me your thoughts on it. I'm obviously surprised to see a 32-year-old player with a $5 million price tag on waivers. I mean, that's not a good sign in any position, but particularly for a goaltender who looked like he had things turned around in camp. Uh, we knew something was going to have to change to set a different tone here. Somebody's got to start playing guilty. Uh, it's I did not think it was going to be the goaltender, but frankly, I didn't think that they would be willing to pull the trigger on something this significant and I think the other factor is that Calvin Pickard, albeit a career backup or minor leaguer, one of those tweener guys, he's actually put pretty good numbers up in the minor leagues so far so I don't know what's left to be salvaged of Campbell but uh, my goodness no, I did not expect this at all Yeah, there's no other way to say it, the orders have started the year 2-8-1, and one, okay there was great expectations that this was a Stanley Cup caliber team right now it looks that if the Oilers are indeed to make the playoffs, they're going to have to come in through a uh, most likely scenario of being a uh, wild card team. And there's many of you listening to the show right now that are probably thinking they're not even going to be able to make the playoffs. But it is early. Let's not forget the St. Louis Blues were in last place on January the 2nd in the NHL the year they won the cup so it's been done before, though not often. And Edmonton has to get it turned around. Of course, I'd like to get your thoughts. You can text us on the Jack Campbell as, uh, 
being waived for the purposes of assignment to the American Hockey League. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfivefloors.com for more information. You can also reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. Don't miss comedian Don Bernstick. I met Don a couple of years ago, live at the River Cree, Friday, November the 10th. That's uh, a week from Friday. Or actually, it's coming up this Friday. Get your tickets now at the RiverCreeResort.com, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement, bet on it. All right, we've done the top story. Campbell has been placed on waivers for the purpose of assignment. Let's get to our Oilers now audio vault. It is presented each day by Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only 270 bucks. Started good, didn't sustain itself, and in the end, it wasn't pretty. Here's Cam Moon. The start of a three-game road trip for the Oilers. They'll take on the Canucks. Down low to Kanye, out to Eckholm. Scores! Matias Eckholm hammers one up. Nothing, Edmonton. Well, it's been all Oilers, and they're finally rewarded. Hughes comes down the left side. His shot scores. He banked it right off of the stick of D'Arnais and in. And this game's tied at one. Tied at one. Up the left side to Suter. Now to Joshua. Down the right wing. Dakota Joshua to Suter. Shoots and scores. And it's a 2-1 Canuck lead. Hughes gets to the middle. Left side to Miller. His shot hit. Bodies in front. Scores. Besser. On the power play, it's 3-1 for the Canucks. Whoa. Holloway runs into Demko. Loose puck scores! Leon Dreisaitl! After Holloway ran into Demko, and Dreisaitl gets the Oilers to within one. Vancouver still leading 3-2. And it is Hoaglander to get it out. Phil Lafferty down the left side, two-on-one with Beauvillier. He'll shoot it, save, rebound, scores! Hoaglander followed it up. He goes upstairs to 4-2 Vancouver lead. Comes down the left side to Miller. Shoots off the bar! And Nugent Hopkins will get it out. Over to the right. Well, that did go in. The horn just went. At 12.09, it was his turn to puck across the line for a goal. Across to Kuzmenko. Now to Hughes. We're in the last minute of the third. On the right side, pass across to Besser. He scores. 6-2. Canucks lead as Besser gets his second of the night and sixth this season against Edmonton. It wasn't pretty. Uh, Vancouver's feeling it, despite the fact that they're only sitting around 44% expected goal uh, for, uh, which is in the bottom six or seven teams in the league. They're the highest scoring team in the NHL, shooting the lights out, scoring 14 of two games against the Edmonton Oilers has helped them. Here's Connor McDavid on the loss to Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, obviously frustrating. Yeah, I felt like we did a lot of good things in the first period and find ourselves down and chasing the game here. I mean, let's face it. We got lots of people right now out there driving around Edmonton or listening to the show online. Maybe you played on teams where you vote shot teams 19 to 2. You don't expect to be in a 1 1 game. Uh, Jay Woodcroft had these comments on the good start last night. 
I thought we did a lot of good things. We came out and asserted the way we wanted to play. Um, you know, I think their first goal we shot in our own net, uh, which is never fun. Uh, second goal we can be better on. Um, you know, but I, I like the, the fight in our team. I thought our team um, competed hard. We found a way to make it 3-2. Uh, meanwhile, Matias Eklom added some additional perspective on a good, tar- a good start to the game, but a bad start to the season. I think the last two, three games, we've had great starts. Uh, and for some reason, we find ourselves in a deficit going into the, the intermission. And it's frustrating. It's just, I, I don't know if you can play a better first 15 minutes of that period. I looked at the shot clock after 14 minutes. It's like 18 shots or something. And we're humming. And then it just seems to be a break here, a break there, and a break there. And then it's 1-3. And it's um, not to feel sorry about myself. I'm just saying that's our reality right now. And it's we have to work even harder um, to, re- to get rewarded. And, and uh, that's just where we're at right now. It's... It's uh, it's a frustrating part. Um, I don't think I've ever had a, a worse start to, to a season in my career, and it's a test for sure, but I know we have the team to, to turn it around. Meanwhile, Jay Woodcroft had these comments on the Oilers' goaltending as a whole. Our goaltenders wear the same jerseys as the rest of the team. Is there moments that our goaltenders can be better? Yeah, there are. Is there moments that our team or individual players at different positions can be better? Yeah. You can't script perfect hockey games. Sometimes another team's goaltender stands on their head and you give up a few mistakes and ends up in the back of the net, whether that's a goaltender or a player. Um, It's not fun. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, the Oilers right now have a lower save percentage than the Vegas Golden Knights have a points percentage. That's probably not a good thing. Dead last of the NHL, 861 save percentage on the season for the Edmonton Oilers. Again, the news of the day, Jack Campbell has been placed on waivers for the purpose of assignment. Stuart Skinner would be the first to tell you he's got to have that second shot, the one that Pugh Suter scored off the rush. But Brett Kulak, uh, way deep. Uh, the Oilers, they're not gapping up at all. Uh, you know, people can highlight... Kevin Bouchard, he's an exasperating, frustrating player because you see the high end in Bouchard, his ability to make plays. And there might only be six or seven defensemen in the league that can do some of the things that he can do. But at times he appears to be lackadaisical and gets uh, caught up ice in the pinch on the 4-2 goal that basically wrote the game off for the Oilers and then he didn't work hard enough back to the puck. That's fair. But at various different times last night, Dayarnay struggled under pressure at the puck. Darnell Nurse, um, Oilers need more out of him. Uh, Matthias Heckholm, not all the way back for me right now. Cody Cece had a very good first eight or nine games. The last couple of games have not gone as well. He had one sequence last night where he turned the puck over four separate times. Okay. Um, Is that all six of the defense? I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here. I think it is. And then you look at the forwards. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle hadn't scored either of them in the Oilers' last seven games. Leon got a free one last night. Uh, Connor, it's pretty clear, is not at the level that if it's an injury or whatever the case, he was dynamite at times. And yes, Connor and Leon showed some frustration and some fight. But even there, I'll be honest with you, when they're sitting there and Miller is working over McDavid in front, Hyman comes in to support Connor McDavid, Vincent DeHernay has to show better gamesmanship. You're getting your ass kicked 5-2. 
and you have a free shot in a scrum to face wash and ragdoll Quinn Hughes. They're working over McDavid, who's frustrated. You're six foot six trying to apply your trade in the NHL. Go ahead. It used to happen all the time. Maybe it's a little bit different generation. So, you know, and, and again, the coaches really like Vincent DeHarnay. It's clearly like DeHarnay more than they like Philip Broberg. Let's not forget Broberg got pulled out of the Oilers lineup after a 6-1 Edmonton victory uh, in Nashville and DeHarnay got back in. Uh, and Broberg's now down in the minors. So there is some, I will say this. For me, Evander Kane over the last couple of weeks has been pretty good. I think Gagne's been serviceable. Dylan Holloway. I like the fact that they ran him hot and gave him lots of minutes in last night's game. McDavid and Drysaddle will be the first to tell you they need to do more. So would Darn, or so would Ryan Nugent Hopkins up front. Uh, Fogel had some chances, had a breakaway. Would probably like a do-over on the 4-2 goal, even though ultimately Bouchard wears a little bit of horns on that. You know, um, Hamlin was fine. He's on the right side of the puck in limited minutes. Lavoie, we didn't see much of during the course of last night's game. The Oilers' decision to roll with McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins down the middle, it worked for the most part until the opposition started scoring. And you all had the same theory, or thinking, I'm going to guess that many of the players would have as well. Here we go again. So the Oilers have to end it. They have to end the slide, and the only way they can do that is to dig in. they got to finish better. You want a crazy stat? Edmonton led the NHL in goal scoring last year. They wake up today, and they're 26th in goals, uh, in goal scored per game. 26th. They're ninth in the league in the power play. Their second power play unit has scored each of the last couple of games. But they got to dig in. It's the only way they're going to. They need Ryan McLeod. They need more out of Ryan McLeod. Again, I didn't mind Holloway last night. I thought he was given a little bit more ice time and made the most of it. And you know, Vancouver's got a better team than they've had. They've got Rick Tockett. He's got their attention. They've missed the playoffs seven of the last eight years in Vancouver. I chuckle coming out here once in a while. People tell, tell me about the Canucks Stanley Cup years. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. But we knew they were going to be better. They signed Susie and Cole to upgrade their D and give them some size. They had some depth at forward. They made a, you know, they, they haven't even benefited from Teddy Bluger yet. They've got a real good handle in players in Pittsburgh's organization. And they have strength down the middle. Pedersen and Miller at center. Uh, an elite offensive defenseman in Quinn Hughes. And then a great goaltender in Demko. You switch the two goalies the way right now it's going for Skinner. And the way Demko's playing, he's locked in at 947. And to show you how, that's right, he had a 947 save percentage going into last night's game. Just to show you how it changes, Vancouver last year finished 31st in the league in save percentage and 32nd in the league, dead last in penalty killing. The Oilers, first in the league in goals for, first in the league in the power play. Right now, ninth in the league in the power play, 26th in the league in goals for. And there's Thatcher Demko leading the NHL in save percentage. I don't think anybody saw this start for either of the two teams, did they, Brendan Escott? 
Listen, I don't think that we can overlook Demko as a Vesna candidate in years past, right? I think he's returning to form rather than exceeding expectations wildly. What is crazy to me is how fluidly offensive they've been performing. And we talked a lot about what that defense was going to look like. They didn't even enter the season with set D pairs. It was going to be a rotation. Whatever they've done has worked. Um, Nobody in the hockey world or any casual fan would have assumed that the Oilers with this roster at this time would have ended up with the second worst start in franchise history. I, I don't think anybody could have looked at what they had on paper and saw that. Okay. I have four minutes when we come back to bang off some texts on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. It's 522 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. So we thought there might be a bit of a regression this year. Nugent Hopkins, of course. A 37-goal, 104-point season. McDavid, 60-goal season. Another 50-goal season for Drysaddle. 36-83 for Hyman. 12-10-plus goal scorers. But I didn't see the Oilers 11 games in the year being 26 in goals for. Tilly Ashley, Pine Flores, text line, Farmer Ed at 525 in Edmonton. Bob, last winter and early spring, the team went on a streak since then. Other than a few minor personnel changes, the major change was Jay Woodcroft trying to implement a new defensive system. Maybe it's time to throw the system in the manure pile where it belongs. I'm still optimistic, but maybe not for long. The players are pros and they know how to play, but it seems they're not buying into the system. Thanks from Farmer Ed. Farmer Ed, the Oilers switched their D-zone coverage for the Heritage Classic against the Calgary Flames. They are playing what's known as a hybrid. So they're not playing zone, which is what Boston and Vegas played. Uh, They are... Uh, playing a sort of a a combination of uh, man v man down low and then their wingers are up high covering the points. And just so you know, Carolina... They play man man versus man. Boston and Vegas play a much more static zone. Bob, so we wave Campbell. How are we better now with Pickard? We need an NHL starting goaltender right now, says Mark in St. Albert. I now believe, after watching this horrendous defense, that we will not make the playoffs. Bouchard and Dayernay are not good defensemen. Nurse is occasionally horrible. At least with a starting goalie, we'd have some hope. Woodcroft is going to get fired. Not that I think he's the main problem, although he may have lost the room. I mentioned to you... uh, in the summer that what is the best predictor for future behavior is past behavior. So Campbell returns from his awful form and Bouchard continues to be a a massive failure as a defenseman. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Uh, Carmen says, Bob, do you think the orders make any core moves? Drager and LeBron said it's being discussed. I guess time will tell. In that regard, Bob, Evan Bouchard needs to understand that his primary role is defense. Yes, you still need guys to move the puck up the ice as well. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, just curious if you have any ideas as to anything else that might happen. I don't care who you have in net beside the defensive mistakes. Nothing will change. This team needs a bottom six that contributes as well. Sure glad we paid Ryan McLeod $2 million this summer. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, it's time for a goalie. Campbell plus, plus, plus for Hart and tell the D-man to quit pinching. Well, there needs to be better communication when the uh, 
defense uh, do end up pinching uh, with the forwards. I think that uh, comes with the territory. Three things that need to change, Bob, from Manitoba Mike. He says go back to last year's D-zone structure. They've done that. Okay, they, they've done that. Ninth best defensive team in the league after they got Ekholm. That is true. Stop allowing the D to pinch as much as they are, especially Bouchard. Teach these guys to back check with purpose and identify their guy. Hold Bouchard accountable. He, his give a blank play defensively is terrible. He's not the only one, just so you know. I just went through a litany of challenges that the defense had in last night's game. They don't have enough guys gapping up. Uh, in the neutral ice area, and yes, they've been caught uh, uh, caught on multiple odd man breaks. By my count, there are 21 goals against off the rush in the first 11 games this year. 529 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update, I believe with Randy Kilburn, and when we come back in orders now for Wow Factor Desserts, it will be Brian Lawton.